Optum Club Incorporated, our nonprofit organization, which is a yearly mentoring program for at-risk youth in the community. So we will be able to teach financial literacy, communication, discipline, decision-making, as well as campaigning for a premium education. These are the foundation for the Stafford Boxing Club, these 20 mentees in our program here at Panola Way Elementary School. 20 years from now, Stafford Boxing mentees will be known across the world. What's going on, everybody? You know what I want to do? What's up? I want to rock. <laughs> hey, this is your girl, Lady Stafford. You know who this is, Big Stafford, no cappuccino. Yes, sir. We live in the fat baby once again. Yes. Stafford Boxing. The making of champions. Champions. Yes. Ooh. Baby. Straight jab. What's up? You good? Yeah. <laughs> well, you tough. You see me over here concentrating yes, today. Yes, man. We have a great show today. A remarkable show. We will talk, be talking about the different boxing styles. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do a, a recap from last week. We did have some technical difficulties. But that's okay. It happens. It happens. Minor setback for the major comeback. Yeah, you know what I'm no. talking about? And I'm really excited to talk about these boxing styles. And wait, 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 wait. No, no, I'm not. I'm no, not going to no, talk no, about no, that. No, no, Man, look at here, y'all. Y'all see how my lady Stafford looking? She looking beautiful. I'm a blessed man. You feel me? She got the drip on. I got the drip on. You know what I'm saying? We just pushing PP for premium, and then there's no cappuccino. Go ahead. Facts. The different boxing styles. We're not getting into it right now. I just want to give just a tad bit of a preview. How I study is I will watch both fighters. So I have trained my eyes to watch both fighters. Then I will watch one fighter. And sometimes I might even have to slow it down a little bit so I can really see how it's being done correctly. I watch the footwork. And then what I do is I go back to watching both of the fighters. So when I see, I'll just give you an example because this one is simple. When you just talk about the guard and the guard is to block the jabs. Well, I want to know why did that boxer have to guard? Why does he have his gloves up like this? Because the opponent is trying to throw those jabs or he is throwing the jabs. So, and then I do write everything down. I think that kind of gets on my husband's nerves. No, just it a don't. Little bit I, I love her being the a student, writing part. being a student of the game. I have to write what I see down. I take notes for the why, what, how, and when. So I have my notes today. Recap. Recap. Last week, we uh, celebrated Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Day. His birthday is January the 15th, and we celebrated it on January the 16th, which was a Monday. 
And so what I wanted to do was kind of recap and talk about how boxing is the first sport to be used as a platform to show and highlight the injustices that are in the black community. Muhammad Ali, he used mm -hmm. boxing. There wasn't any other professional sport that allowed a black athlete to use his platform to talk about the injustices that black people face in the community. And so I'm so proud to, to be a part of the boxing community because this is the first sport and even with the Stafford Boxing Report, we use this as a platform to talk about things that we see in the community right. and we get to talk about it here on our own podcast show. So, uh, Dr. Excuse me, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was I look at him as a boxer, Sheila, in a way, because he He's was fun. fighting. Yeah, he was fighting. You know, he was fighting a good fight. He was fighting for uh, equality. He was fighting for the opportunity that one day that a black man and a, and a white man will be able to share the same platform. Uh, he has not only, yes, he was the face of civil rights, but it was so many um, people that who wasn't on the TV that was very instrumental in the fundamental foundation for the civil rights. And I think that um, in this current climate in our culture, we have kind of forgotten about the sacrifices that were made by our ancestors to be able to walk through the front door or not be turned away to be serviced. So I want to thank Muhammad Ali because he was also pioneer in uh, trailblazing the opportunity to 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 have a voice. So uh, Muhammad Ali started it, then Colin Kaepernick, mm -hmm. then now James. LeBron James. And you also have a guy like Jalen Rose, uh, who plays for, he used to play for, uh, he was part of the Fab Five, he used to play for Indiana, and now he's currently an anchor for ESPN. And he also has like a, like a charter school in Detroit, and he, I mean, it's, it's successful. In our community, we don't talk about that, but Jalen Rose my wife and I, we want to say thank you for the sacrifices. Thank you for the leadership. Thank you for being a role model to our youth and our community. Thank you for emphasizing uh, education. I know your mother is, is truly proud of you, of what you be a, of what you have been able to become as a man. Your legacy is 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 an example. It's inspiration for us of what we can do to inspire our community. So Jalen Rose, I just want to say thank you. But going back to Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., he was a fighter. He threw uppercuts. He threw jabs. He did the he did all these things to give us an opportunity to be be in a be in a position to let's say have the freedom and i think that oftentimes we take um, our freedom for granted yes the united states is not perfect but i wouldn't want to be any other country in the world uh, besides the u.s uh, it has given us an opportunity to fulfill our purpose given us an opportunity to fulfill our dreams and so we want to acknowledge Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. again because we only celebrate him once a year, but his sacrifices, his voice, his inspiration, his legacy continues to inspire us each and every day. So I just want to share some light on that because we didn't give it a proper 
uh, due because of, we had some technical difficulties. But today we wanted to kind of fix it up. You know what I'm talking about? We wanted to lace it up and I want to put it out there on the airways because uh, we have to do better. We have to do better of acknowledging our ancestors who have paved the way for us, even in the boxing industry. You know, a lot of these fighters are are receiving the rewards of those who have come before mm -hmm. them. Always. People like Muhammad Ali, Joe Fraser, George Foreman, Lady Tiger, Lady Tiger. Shout out to Lady Tiger, Roberto Duran. Uh, um, let me see. Uh, Tommy Hearns, Mar Marvis Hagler, Mike Tyson, um, George Cooney, Larry Holmes. Uh, what's my man name? Oh, Evander Holyfield, uh, Roy Jones Jr. All these men put a lot of sweat and tears in the sport of boxing, and the young fighters are getting big purses you know, as a prize fighter. So I think that we also need to pay homage to these guys. And and oftentimes this new generation, they feel like, oh, I don't want to hear nothing for you. You know, old, old head, da, 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 da. But at the same time, the old heads paid the way for so that you can have an opportunity to take care of your family in a way that you would not be able to and has given you an opportunity to make more money that these fighters have ever made uh, Floyd Mayweather, give him respect. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's a pioneer. He's teaching about financial literacy. He's he's one of the boxers that I like to look at as a financial guru because he understands that you make money when you box, but then you have to have other vehicles in place to continue to make money once you stop boxing. And he has done a remarkable job with that. So I want to give him some props, too, because oftentimes we talk about the flashy but if you listen to him, he's very educated. He's very in tune with what's going on, but he's a good, sound businessman. And so he gave a lot of gold nuggets, but it's up to you to grasp them and see what he's seeing and turn them into a gold mine. I'm done. Mm -hmm. I like that. And you are absolutely right. And today, when I was waiting on you, mm -hmm. when you were stretching, mm -hmm. oh, I yeah. was talking. So, oh, so, oh, that, I was going to say that, but you go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. My husband will be playing in the intramurals at Georgia State University. So for me, I just feel very blessed, very grateful, very honored to still be able to run up and down the courts with the young guys like 18, 19 years old, and then also provide leadership. I think my character, my body of work in the community, my love and respect for Georgia State, like I adore Georgia State so much. Like I like I adore yes. Georgia State so much that I wanted my wife to be a part of the culture. So she is alumni. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she alumni. She Panther family for life. And my my relationship with Georgia State is unorthodox, but it's still real and I'm still part of the Panther family. Anyway, so today I'll be playing later on with them young whippersnappers. So we trying to get the dub. So I'm really excited about that. I've been training for, you know, quite some time. I've lost a lot of weight, leaned up, been working on my core uh, footwork conditioning. So hopefully I'll be able to translate that into a win and just help the team win. And that's all I'm trying to do. And I'm starting. And I'm I'm the cheer I'm his cheerleader. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm team oh, yeah. Stafford. Yeah, 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 yeah. N S T A F F O R D. 
Baby, don't worry about it. Cause when, when my wife see one thing about us, man, and I'm so fortunate and grateful that man, we do everything together. And so I was at the gym, I think a couple of days ago, ran across a guy that he's a DeKalb County Sheriff. And uh, he was like, uh, Stab, what's going on? I ain't seen you no. Oh, I said, man, I'm just chilling. He said, man, Stab, I got to tell you, every time I see you, bro, you be with your wife. You don't be with nobody else. Bro, that's all I know. I don't I don't like to kick it with no whole bunch of dudes. I just don't. That's just not that's just not how I roll. I'm a very I'm I'm just a private person and I just like to be to myself, to be honest with you. But I am relatable when I'm in a community. I talk to everybody. I'm not a high post guy or nothing like that. I don't act brand new. I'm as real as it get. But I just learned something from an OG. He told me a long time ago. He said, keep your business out the streets and the streets out your business and you will go a long way in life. And so I have adopted to that mythology and it has been very beneficial in my life to help me to be able to be in a position where I am free and I don't have to worry about no one, you know, backstabbing me or anything. Do I have trust issues? Mm, I'm, I'm cool. I mean, as long as, you know, we be all on the up and up. I'm cool with that, but I take everybody for face value, and that's how I go on with life. And I and I am a really, really person that 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 puts a lot of value in walking with God and walking in the love of God towards people. So I don't, I don't have, I'm I'm not prejudiced towards anyone. Um, I just know that my lifestyle is my lifestyle. And I'm going to continue to stay true to it. Your lifestyle is your lifestyle. We can agree to disagree. And I just show respect towards everyone. And I expect to receive that in return. And talking about respect, while I was waiting for you when you were stretching, mm -hmm. I really had a great conversation with one of our elders. Mm, yeah. And she has, she's here. She raised her grandchildren. I'm not going to tell her business, but it was a reason why she had to raise her grandchildren. She's a great grandmother. I think you can say it because you, 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 you're not saying her name. Oh, her daughter had passed away in 2015 and her, I believe they were the ages of 13 and 16. She's a great grandmother. She is loved. It's all about family. We talked about what, what you were talking about when black people had to sit in the back of the bus. She did talk about that. And we just talked about a lot of things, just an open discussion. And what I wanna to say to our younger generation, it's okay to talk and to speak with our elders. Show respect because it's the respect part is the reason, one of the reasons why they will not speak with you. And the other reason is because they're scared and the cursing and how you communicate. Our elders have some very interesting stories because it's during a time that's not like a time today. And there's a lot of gold nuggets that you can take from them and I had offered her my seat. And then she was supposed to leave. The martyr bus had came 
and she came back in and I ended up sitting on the, the armrest mm. of the chair and it reminded me, it was a saying about sitting at the feet of your elders mm -hmm. when you're listening to them. And that's just how I felt. Mm -hmm. And I would suggest everybody just take the time out to speak with them. And yes, a lot of them do have attitudes, but that is a cover up because of what that they have experienced with other people. Mm. And that's why I opened up to her because I started the conversation off. And that's something that I'm learning to do because my husband brought to my attention. Sometimes women, they, they close, they close themselves off. It's like they put themselves in a shell and sometimes their facial expression and their body language will tell you, I don't want to talk to you, or they might come off as having an attitude or whatever. Now I'm learning to just chip little pieces off to allow them to be comfortable. There are times that we should do that because there's something that they have to talk about mm. that's bothering them. Mm -hmm. Like I told you with my friend mm -hmm. and I told her, I said, you're not yourself anymore. Mm -hmm. And I said, I had to chip some pieces off. And I told her, if you don't want to talk to me, talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. And then she ended up talking to me. And I take that very seriously. I'm grateful and I appreciate the fact that God is trusting me to speak with women and being a good steward over the information that they're giving me. Trustworthy. And just being trustworthy. And that's really what it's all about. So I hope whoever is listening that you all take some of what I said to heart. Now, the boxing, yay. Anthony Joshua should be fighting three times this year. He got to give April, the first one. Yeah, he has to get through the April, which I believe they're trying to have it at the O2 Arena, July and December. He's going to be fighting with some qualified heavyweights. That's all we know right now. If you all know some more, please chime in and let us know. Mm -hmm. Now, AJ, he isn't your typical boxer, but he has mastered the fundamentals of boxing. I give you that. And he uses his size as an advantage too. I believe he's what, 6'6"? Six, six? Yeah, he's pretty tall. He's like, he's 6'6". Six, six. So as we know, he has some solid jabs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those solid jabs. And he uses his power shots to set up a tight defense. He does not stay still. We all know that. He's always bobbing. And he circles around his opponent because that's his way of making sure that he keeps the distance mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. He also uses his jab to set up his one-two combos. And he's a great finisher. Yeah, the only thing that I have 
with uh, Anthony Joshua is that it seemed like as the rounds get uh, later, like in like the ninth, tenth, eleventh round, mm -hmm. he begins to fade out. Yeah, and yeah. then and then it's like he gets away from the coaching that he's being uh, presented to in his corner. I think that when you're like Customato would mm -hmm. say, he say once your conditioning is not where it's supposed to be, mm -hmm. then the doubt, and mm -hmm. then you don't lose. Excuse me, and then you lose focus of what the game plan is. So I hope that his new trainer would, you know, fill that void and propel him up to a, you know, champion level so that he can last during his fights mm -hmm. because he has Under Armour as a sponsor. Mm -hmm. And that's big time. So they provide him with products, plus they paying him. And I will say Anthony Joshua is a very marketable fighter. I mean, his character, yeah. you know, like his, you know, like he don't have all those, and I don't, and it's not wrong with it, but he don't have all the, the, he's not, excuse me, he's not flashy. Right, he's not. He's, he's not really flashy. not. He just uh -huh. has that smile. Yeah. So he's clean cut guy, great marketable boxer. He has a great opportunity. He has three fights lined up this year. I think that if he wins this first fight, mm -hmm. it'll right. it'll mm -hmm. knock down a domino for the others. But he must get through this first one. And if he don't get through this first one, it's going to be very challenging for him. And I just hope that he is focusing on his condition because I do believe he has the knockout power. Mm -hmm. He do have the fundamentals of boxing. He has great footwork. Yeah, he has a defense. great jab. He yes. has great defense. I just think that it just is stamina. Whatever the trainer before, it just seemed like when he get in the ninth, 10th, and 11th round, 12, he just lose all – he just gassed out. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know, but – if he can correct that, I think it will propel him into a superstar status because that's what his fans and his sponsors look at him as a superstar fighter. So if he would address that deficiency in his uh, makeup, I think that, you know, people will talk about him more than what they're talking about him now. And he needs to move his, um, his head, head and yeah. his upper body more. Yeah. You'd be stationary too much. And so that's target mm -hmm. practice. Bam! So, yeah, so the head movement and conditioning. Mm -hmm. And and that's why me and my wife, we are, man, custom model is everything to us. Like, we just inspired by his story, his legacy. We are inspired by his confidence, his philosophy, his vision, and just everything about him. Like, we, and, and that's how we are towards the kids, mm -hmm. you know. Like the kids that's in the Stafford Boxing Club mentoring program, we apply everything that we have read and watched about Custom Model. So anyway, let's move it forward. It seems to be working. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Yep, it is. And we, we, man, we, you know, babe, we were really, really fortunate, man, to to um, have the parents to really trust us with mm -hmm. their kids, man, and and. And we don't post none of that stuff. No, we don't we do. need to. If they, that's one if thing about that's one thing about us. If the parents want to talk about it, if they want to say something that's about it, then that's on them. But we're not. We don't posting. feel the need no. that we have to post that's, every that's little cap. thing to that's show. Cap. Oh, look at what we're doing. Mm, no. Because when you help somebody, okay, and they're in a situation, 
It should be coming from the heart, not taking a video or a picture and because that and posting media. it on social media. Oh, this is what I'm doing. Because Man. that even Cap, bro. that that's humiliation yes, on top of what they are already, already going, going through, through. Mm -hmm. and then they feel like I really don't have a choice because they did do this for us. So don't put anybody nah. in that type of situation because nah. that's not what it's about. Really? Just know that the Stafford Boxing Club mentoring program is doing what we said we were going to do and we're doing it. If you know, you great. know. We're and shout out to well. our sponsor, Walmart and Truist Bank. And There's no cap. And wristband bros. And, and uh, everyone can achieve. Yes, ECA, straight up. And you know what? We never thought about none of this. Like, this is, man, we, man, plus we grown with talking fight too. Mm -hmm. That's our family right there. Mm -hmm. They believed in us. God did. Talking fight did. For real. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hey. So, Javante Davis and Ryan Garcia. Boy, that's going to Now, be this good. is really going to be an awesome fight. Now, I was going to start talking about Javante Davis, but I want to talk about Ryan Garcia real quick. And why is that, babe? Because him and Haney almost have something in common. And what's that? They do um, what you call blind spots, too. Mm. Now, what, okay, first of all, his name, his nickname is Flash. We all know why, because he's quick. He has speed. He has the power. And he's a, he has a dangerous left hook. That's what you need to look out for. But check this out. It was something that I saw that he did. What he'll do is it's called a clinch and a push. And he'll put his forearm. Mm -hmm on the neck of his opponent and kind of like push, which will then with his opposite hand, he'll come with that hook or overhand or overhand. That's something that he does also to create distance. The other thing is he, he does Eddie. not. Hey, Eddie. He, he doesn't really move his upper body as much in his head either. He doesn't do that as much. Mm. And he'll keep his hands by his chest too. If you look, he'll keep his hands at his chest. What else? Because there's so much going on in my head right now between Tank Davis and Ryan. Now, when they do fight, Ryan has to make sure that he knows that he also has to control the outside mm. with Tank Davis as well. This is really going to be an interesting fight, not because of the marketing and what they're saying. It's just their different boxing styles. And Ryan is going to have to He's going to have to be careful when Tank Davis closes that gap. He's going to have to be careful. He's going to have to be very careful with that because we all know Tank Davis is a power puncher. He can take punches. He can take. I'm, I was just about to say that. And he's great with counters. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you know what, Sheila, you absolutely right about closing the distance. And I wish Ryan Garcia would have had a tune-up fight, but he felt the need. He felt the need, need to just need keep one. on going. The tank was smart. He said, man, let me take, you know, get this tune-up. But also what I like about Tank is that he didn't underestimate his opponent. And that's a lot of times with fighters. That's a lot of times with pro athletes. You know, they'll look at a person and be like, nah. And that person light them up, three, or touchdown, or bam. You, you see what I'm saying? So you can never, ever, ever underestimate anyone. You have to prepare to the level of your mindset. Your mindset should be greatness. I want to be great. So becoming a great boxer, you have to prepare for each and every opponent. Like if it was Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson. Sugar Ray Leonard or Sugar Ray Robinson, you know, or Jack Dempsey or Jack Johnson, you know, you got to, uh, man, you got to prepare. And 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 I think that today's fighters, we they are so caught up in the social media and how many likes and getting their followers. And Some and, 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 and I, I understand, like, we live in a different time where your social media platform can be a tool for negotiating a purse. I get it, but the main focus should be your training and listening to your coach and preparing. And it, it's it's rough being a boxer, bro. It, it ain't it sweet. It's it's rough. It's it's a lot that these fighters go through just for that one moment. It's a mm -hmm. lot of sacrifices. Like I didn't seen it with my own eyes, where you know guys living. I'm talking about they sleeping at the gym because they don't have nowhere to go. And so they eat and sleep, and they and they taking this thing serious. The struggle is real. The struggle is real, and I I don't want to. Well, I'm well, I'm not talking about it to you know give myself any type of notoriety or anything like that. But Sheila and I, we have went to the gym and provided some food for them boys because like, hey man, we doing this. They were like, well, why y'all doing this, man? Because we believe in you, bro. You know, it's what. God putting on our heart, you know, we trying to serve the community, even though you not our fighter, but we, but we respect the discipline and the sacrifices that you are demonstrating mm -hmm. to us. Not, I mean, not to us directly, but we see it. And so we recognize that trait because that's us. We give everything that we have to what we believe in and our purpose in life into the Stafford boxing brand for real. And that's no cap for real. And I'm glad that I looked at my notes because this is something that he does too. He Ooh. does, uh, Ryan Garcia, he does fake punches. Mm. He'll do a fake punch and then that'll make his opponent go into defense, mm. which is going to leave them open. Mm. And that's something that he does. And also when a fighter when you're about to go in, right? And you do that jab. Play the peekaboo. Now, sometimes when you see fighters either do a jab or a body shot, you'll see them go like this. Well, I'm, it's kind of awkward because I'm looking at myself. <laughs> I'm having a great day today. That'll leave their side of their face open, and that's when you can just come with it. So it just leaves them straight open because they'll be out to the side. That looks so weird. It doesn't even look so right. So it's supposed to go like this here, like that. You know when they're when they're here and they go 
Oh, when okay. they have it, so you can when they're doing like the body, and they're like, uh, yeah. And oh, I've seen, I've seen Garcia just, just come with it. So, Tank Davis. I think Tank gonna be ready, she. Tank Davis is always ready. He, he ready That's ready. what I really like about him. He's always ready. And when I, he from the mud. And look, when I was watching his fights mm -hmm. before I started really trying to dissect these boxing styles, I would look at Tank and other boxers and I would look at them and I'd be like, you know what? It looks like he's studying their opponent. Mm. And that's exactly what they're doing. He he tries to figure out what his opponent is going to do. Yeah, I, I noticed that the first two, yeah. the first two or three rounds, mm -hmm. the last three fights that I didn't watch of Tank, mm -hmm. it's like the like the first three rounds, he just like you know, he just kind of, and then yeah. it's like Tank will let you you know get mm -hmm. a hit in, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? He'll be like to test your power, right? And then once he get a feeling of your power. That's when he, he starts. What to yeah, do. he because he he's a body. Do. Yeah, he's body shots all the way. Baby, you know what? That, Baby, that's, that's his good. that's his favorite that's thing good. too. He loves to attack the body. He also has different punching variations. Too. And he's in great condition. Oh, that he, he is. is in great condition. It's his like trainer, he doesn't even get tired. He don't get tired. I don't get tired. He's, he's doing the right thing. Yeah, he is. Whoever he's with, he yeah, does his, not need to change up. No, stay no, with the program. No. I think his name is. Don't fix it. I think his name is. Coach I for, Ford? I, I think so. I think yeah, so. Yeah, Coach Ford. Well, he's been with Tank ever since he was knee yeah. high to a grasshopper. Mm -hmm. So he pretty much raised Tank. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's it, it's more than just yeah. a, a, a trainer mm -hmm. relationship. It's like, that's his fault mm -hmm. because yeah. he raised That makes the, it even yeah. better. Yep, yep, yep. Because the trust. Yeah. Yeah. And he also uses his par. For offense and defense, man, too. take the truth. Now we're not really going heavy, heavy into it because you know you, my husband, has to be somewhere. So we've talked about Anthony Joshua. We've talked about Tank Ryan, Ryan Garcia and Ryan Garcia. And let me tell you, I really had to take a lot of notes on Haney. Haney, when I was watching Haney, I had to watch several fights. But there was one fight in particular that I would watch. The reason why I would watch other fights is because I want to see if I see what I wrote down in my notes in his other fights, if it's consistent of what he does. Baby, you getting better at your craft, man. I respect that, man. I appreciate man, it. Man, I ain't lying, baby. Like, I'm just, I'm just so proud of you because, like, just listening to you from when you started to where you at now, it's a big difference. difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm real excited about this, too. So Haney was, for me, a little, it was trying for me. But guess what? We made it through. Hmm. Haney has been compared to Floyd. And I when I watched Haney's fight, the Combosa fight, Combosa fight part two, I could tell he's the same way how Tank is, he's figuring out his opponent. Mm. And he has 
a great boxing IQ. What is Eddie saying? I can't see it from here. Hmm. What did Eddie say? No doubt. Baby, come on, finish. Oh, I just wanted to make sure. Man, okay, Eddie, man, so he's been comparing. Eddie, family, no cap. Of course, the hit, the hit, don't get hit, timing. Yeah. That's what it was, too. Timing, I couldn't really figure out. His guard, his shoulder roll. Now, he'll do a, a dip, catch, and slip where Floyd Mayweather will do a dip and roll. Mm. So that's something that was the difference too. But similar. But similar. Now, Haney will dip and then he'll lean back and then he'll roll. Mm. And he'll dip after he'll do a jab and a counter and lead it with a left hook. Mm. I had to write this down. Oh, but what I really liked, and he does, what Floyd does is he uses his forearm yeah. to block the vision and also to change the direction of his opponent. Mm. And then I went back and I watched uh, Floyd Mayweather. So that's something that they both do. And what he'll do is he'll also kind of like lean on the shoulder a little bit and then just have them turn. And I'm like, that is really something. It was like, it just amazes me with what I've been learning. And I just really had to take the time out. Like it'll take all day sometimes, but Haney, he he, he was something. Yeah, he's, he's good. His left hand is what you have to look out for. And he uses his back foot. He uses his jabs also as a distraction. Now, with Floyd, right, you'll see Floyd, he'll be like this. I'm going to use this hand. And then he'll he'll just go like this. And then as soon as he can, either he'll do an uppercut or he'll just go straight through the gloves, like just a straight jab. That's a similar, similarity. Now, when Floyd is in the corner, it's like Floyd is somewhat relaxed. So if he's in the corner and his opponent is just throwing jabs and bodies and all of that, that makes Haney uncomfortable. So what he does is he uses his right and then he'll pivot and that'll have him get right back to the center because that makes him feel very uncomfortable. You know what? I think a lot of people really slip on Floyd. Yeah, they do. They take they because they look Floyd at his, really his knows what he's doing. Yes, and I and you like you said because he's always talking about what he has and then his house and then his personal life. They mix that up, and it's it's a reason why he's talking about being flashy. Floyd Money Mayweather is disciplined and a master at his craft. He still gets up, even though he's not boxing anymore. He will get up in three, four o'clock in the morning and have his security and he'll do some road work. And he's just still doing exhibitions and he hasn't lost. And he ain't even lost. And like, to be honest with you, he really be taking it easy with these cats. And he 40, he 40 flat, you know, he 40 piece, all flat, lemon pepper. No cappuccino, but you know who else style I like? Um, I like Jack Dempsey, man. Jack Dempsey, and you know who else? But before you go in there, too, what's a reminder with Haney? 
is Salvador Sanchez mm. on how he maintains his distance. And I'm going to look into Salvador Sanchez some more too. I, I watched a little bit of his fight and he is very, very interesting Girl, too. Let me pop your collar because you, you. Hey, before you, you get into that, Chinko. Now he's very interesting there too. He, is. he uses a lot of feints too. He uses a lot of feints. And that's what Tank does too, because Tank will also confuse his opponent. It's like he'll lower his body and he'll faint to the body, but then he'll come straight up to the head. Mm. Baby, did you notice, uh, so when Tank fought his last fight, he was coming like this, you mm -hmm. know what remind me of? What? The peekaboo. Oh yeah, because he'll walk. That's one thing Tank will do. He will walk his opponents. Oh, he'll, he'll walk, walk you down. down. Oh, he'll walk you down. And, and that's- that serious. Yeah, and so Tank, I, I get excited about this young whippersnapper, yeah. excuse me, this young man. Yeah. It's because him and Isaac Cruz are like the two fighters that have similarities to the peekaboo. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like Tank, he was, man, on Garcia, he was just, it, and, I mean, that dude, that, yo, Tank, Man, I, I I respect you, bro, for real. And I respect Ryan Garcia. I like both. I like both of them. I've actually liked all the fighters. Yeah. And I'm also going to talk about Amanda and Cruz. So, Chanko also figures out his opponents. He uses a lot of feints. And from what I've been seeing, a lot of boxers don't use feints. Feints should be used a little bit more. And I understand he uses step feints too. He'll use his lead hand and he'll go like this and he'll just circle because that's going to be a distraction to his opponent and also keeping the distance. I saw him, I was like, what is he doing? He's over here like this. I'm like, okay. Do I don't like that, him? baby. What? All that man, I think that's a setup to get knocked out. Cause if a real fighter, he ain't gonna be paying. But apparently, that. it works for him because it's been a few fights that I've seen him do that, and it's worked. So have he done it to some real top A fighters? Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. I know Haney has to do more fights until he gets a to a certain position. Man, but the boy but I, got but all Haney, the belts. But Haney, in my opinion, is a top-notch fighter. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to find out if that's what he's going to do. Because he also uses, he also will use his forearm, too, to blind his opponent. That's why. I found this on the web. Ooh, that's Siri. She, I guess she felt lonely today because I ain't yeah, talked to boy, her. We, I ain't never known Siri to got dog on me interrupt the Stafford boxing report. Siri, tighten up. He does pawing and pro probing motions, and that's to search for openings to his opponents. Now, that's I'm not going to lie. That's something new. So the probing, he uses that to apply the pressure. He doesn't have to use a lot of energy, and it also annoys slash distracts his opponent. Mm. So it's um, it's certain boxing styles that I see with Chanko 
that Haney should and needs to look out for. Capitalize. And vice versa, but I think they're going to be fine. Oh, before I talk about Amanda, you know, Amanda's like one of my favorites. The International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame inductee ceremony, which is their 10th anniversary, will be October 6th to the 7th of this year. 2023. At the New Orleans Hotel and Casino at Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, I did just, I want to shout out a few because I am familiar and or have spoken to. Terry Moss, the boss, yes. who we had on our podcast. Jimmy Finn, we've talked to. He's a he's very knowledgeable very and knowledgeable. humble and respectable. Respectable. Bonnie Mann, Christopher Benedict. Now we didn't talk, but we have text on Facebook back and forth. I believe he's written a couple of books. Melissa Smith, she has been our biggest and greatest supporter. Thank you. Dallas Malloy, Shelley William, and No Mercy. Brooke. Brooke, no mercy. Excuse me. I'm sorry. So let's get into Amanda. Okay. So Amanda, which is one of my favorites and how you didn't get over the Falcons. When was that? When they played and everybody was so down and you. Super Bowl. Okay. Well, my husband really hasn't recovered from that. I'm done with the Falcons, man. So I really haven't recovered from the Katie Taylor and Amanda because I have watched that fight several more times. And I, I still, don't know how, that, I don't know how that went, but Amanda all the way, no disrespect to Katie Taylor. But let me tell you about Amanda. She trains with her, well, her trainer is her sister's husband. Hmm. Whatever you all are doing, continue. continue, because Amanda just seems to be so relaxed. She fought like she's a Negro. In, yeah, she's relaxed, she be... and her cardio and her energy, it seems like she's like the Energizer battery. She just keeps on going and going and going and going, hey, going and going. Yeah, she has sustainability in, in, yes. in the ring. And she does have punch variations as well. Now, when she gets you in the corner, it's going to be a hell of a lot of hooks. Then she'll go to the body. She'll do hella hooks again. She may do a jab, interrupted with a jab, and then an uppercut. So, Cruz, don't be in the corner. That's one of the most dangerous spots that Amanda can have you in. Amanda is very aggressive. She doesn't try to figure anything out. She comes out firing. She's caught back loaded. Yeah, she's trying to impose her will on you. And she does it. Quick. ASAP. Lee. And she'll walk up on you too. Mm. Don't get it twisted. Mm -mm. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Okay, Erica Cruz. I like you, Erica Cruz. But there's some work that needs to be done. But I will say that you do, your punches can be wild, but they do land. They do. Got to be in control. They're, they can be wild at times and they're wide. 
a lot of times when I was watching you fight, most of your punches, you use this part. Now, I know sometimes you do, but it was like, almost like a girl fight. It's about to be a what? A girl fight. And that's what exactly what it is. Hmm. Your, your right hook is great. You finish with, I've seen you finish with a cross. Your head is low a lot of the times like this. So you can't really see what's going on. And then if you do move and you're just trying to miss and you're going like this, you kind of go slow. She really doesn't go fast enough. And that's going to, you're going to be in, in danger. I've also realized how you clinch a lot of times too. And I, from what I was getting, it seemed like my opinion that it was because you were getting tired, like the back of the head, like she'll go like this clinch in the back of her opponent's head. Mm -hmm. And then of course the referee has to come over there telling to break them up and then they separate. So I don't know if you're using that to create distance or if you're using that because you have gotten tired, but you're, you're great. I have respect for a woman, this is not because I favor Amanda. I just, I, I like you too. I love all women fighters, even the ones that I may not even know because it's not easy. It's not easy being a woman and it's not being easy being a woman. And then you have to maintain your household and then your personal life, which you will have to cut off away from family and friends. There may be some personal things that you're going through and then you're coming to the gym and then you have to stay focused with what the plan is. But she has won the title for a reason, but with Amanda, you just have to tighten up just a little bit. Shout out to uh, Coach bit. Mustafa uh -huh. at Mustafa Boxing. Real talk. A little bit. And I think that's really all that I, like, I have, folks. You know what? I like Jack Dempsey. I mean, his style is ferocious. It is aggressive. That it shuffle is, is something. Yeah, it really is. You have to be coordinated with yeah. that because it's oh, like the, the jab and then you're moving your foot to the side and then you have to bring your foot right back. Yeah, that Jack Dempsey shuffle is, is something that I definitely want to incorporate with our fighters. I love, you, you, you know what we all about. We mm -hmm. can't say too much because we don't want to give our secret sauce. No. Oh, and one other thing about Tank Davis is that he'll square up. And we know that if you square up, that's gonna leave you open, but his feet are not squared. And with him being a southpaw, it can be awkward or it could be somewhat difficult to fight him because of that. So he'll use that left hook or just straight for an orthodox fighter. Sheila, I, I must admit, you have gotten very better 
excuse me, you have gotten, you have become phenomenal as an analyst in dissecting boxers. I see your passion, your love. You have uh, inspired me to be up on my P's and Q's. So when I sit next to you as the co-host, I got to make sure that I'm up on my game because your preparation definitely shows. And I know that the viewers, particularly those who have an extensive background in boxing, would appreciate your uh, commitment to the sport. I think the women in the sport of boxing will be very proud of you of how you I started. Hope so. Thank you. You're growing. It will only get better and better. And I'm just so flabbergasted just to be able to say, this is my wife. This is my queen. This is my everything. This is my player partner. This is my ride or die. This is my everything. And I want to uh, give a shout out once again to our sponsors Walmart, Truist. Truist. Wristband Bros. Wristband Bros. And everyone can achieve. Real talk. Oh, say, <laughs> I'm thinking about Earl. Man, that's my partner, man. I love him. Hey, man, it's good to find you a mentor. And if you find one quality mentor, hold on to that mentor. Never break that trust. Never break the bond. Thank Always you, be honest. Be straight up in what you are doing. Uh, be straight up in your dealings is very important. Trust is everything. Oh, thank you. I want to talk about this guy on uh, Saturday Night Live, that mm. black guy. Bruh, I didn't appreciate you, bruh. You cooning, bruh. You straight Uncle Tom, bruh. How dare you, bruh. He he ha ha ha. Because a teacher in, I don't know, I think it was in South Carolina, she got terminated as a teacher because she said that Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was responsible for his own death because he wouldn't shut his mouth up or he kept talking or whatever. Bruh, you a coon, bruh. And why would they even... Bruh, why, that's, that's out of pocket, It's bruh. one thing you, to have it bruh, on you there, a coon, bruh. but they were both laughing. They were laughing, bruh. Like, that's are you not, serious? That's, that's not a joke. That's cap, bruh. That's cap, bruh. Remember. Remember, bruh. Remember this, bruh. You're the reason why you're sitting there and have that job Big and facts. then you're sitting next to somebody who's white you see what i'm saying because that was reverend dr martin luther king ultimate vision and his sacrifice that he spoke into into fruition is that one day white people and black people will be able to sit amongst each other and you he he ha ha and all that other type stuff you cooning bro and you think that you got that job because you got that education matter of fact Boy, if I ever see you, bro, we gonna have some, bro. I want have, you know what? I want, I want to talk to you, bro. It's just me personally. I want to have a man, a man, a black man to another black man. But I don't even know if you really a black man. You look black, but I don't know, bro. You just a coon, bro. And that was fraud. How you was just he he and ha 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 ha. And and no one ever said nothing about that. But I'm saying that that to you, bro. You if you want to find me, you can find me at Stafford Boxing at TalkingFight.com. Yeah, that's what you want. You know what I'm saying? Really uh, take it to another level. And we're gonna have very uh, humble conversation. I'm not be. I'm I'm not going to be hollering and fussing and all that. But bro, that's a violation, bro. And I won't call you out on it straight up. And that's all I got to say about that. And before we go, I want to say something to the women. Stay strong. Keep on going. But do one thing, though. 
let's think about making small changes. It doesn't even matter what it is. Let's just start making changes. It's going to start with us. We have to change and we can do it. And also let's start supporting each other as well. So stop feeling like you entitled. You ain't nobody entitled to nothing. So to for the rest of today and the rest of this week, that go for men and women. Give a a, a young lady a compliment. Mm. Say something nice just out the blue. You don't even have to know. A matter of fact, give another woman a compliment, someone who you don't even know. And let it be from your heart. And not just say it just to be saying, but actually mean it. And watch how one day someone going to speak life into you at a time when you might be in your lowest. So someone can pour some water in your cup, that your cup running over, that you poured into somebody else's cup, and they cup running over, and they keep pouring and pouring. And that's how we grow as a community. And one other thing, and I promise, <laughs> let's support our men. Just one quick example. If you are married or if you're living together or if you're not living together and he loses his job, let's not, let's encourage. Not crush his spirit. Encourage him. Say some encouraging words. Say something nice because men deal with things differently from how women deal with things. True facts. And men have a lot that they are carrying on their shoulders and they don't talk about it. So encourage, say something nice, plant some seeds. I believe in you. Encouragement. Minor setback. Love. For the major comeback. Patience. When one door closes, another one will open. In humbleness. Yes. Yeah. And and I'm going to say this and we out of here. <laughs> so I hear the black men, I hear the black women, and I hear them talking, and I hear women and men in general. But one thing that I'm not hearing no one say is let's come together and work together and build something together. I don't hear that. I hear if you don't have this, if he can't do this, I want this, I want that. And it's all about I, I, me, me, me. And it's not about let's come together and build something. Sheila and I, we coming together and we building something. And as a result of us building something together, our marriage is getting better. She's getting better individually. I'm getting better individually. And it's not that I'm thinking about me or she thinking about her. We are, we are serving each other. And as we serve each other, we continue to grow. And I think that's the concept that we need to adopt in order to change our community. 100. 100. Well, look, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, auntie, grandma, grandpa, I appreciate you tuning in to the Stafford Boxing Report. Until next time, be safe. God bless. Stafford Boxing. The making of champions. Wow. Ooh, powerful.